All so right. let's just jump right into it and talk about. Uh, well, I mean, most of this this is is going to be us talking about CES. Yeah. Right. I mean, so it, like that was going to be most of our content, and and this year they really focused on 3D printing and and. Yeah, it's uh, so. I follow more of the hobbyist 3D printing stuff. So, uh, right, right. like like the smaller companies, and then MakerBot a little bit too. MakerBot had some big announcements. Um, but were, the, were they a main player though? I mean, I know Cubify and like 3D Systems had booths, like several. Like, yeah, well, there's there so. kind of like a 3D printing zone, I think, on uh, like at at CES because I think Stratasys and 3D Systems were right across from each other, so there were. were or maybe it was MakerBot, but anyway, I mean, they were all in close proximity to each other, and 3D Systems is is someone who I didn't think was going to be making a lot of announcements, so Stratasys, which is, you know, Stratasys and 3D Systems are kind of two of the, the really big players, um, Stratasys didn't make too many announcements, and 3D Systems had just a just a ridiculous amount of, uh, of announcements. One of them, um, they are, well, they announced a sub-$5,000 powder-based 3D printer, and that's that's a big deal because there really haven't been any powder-based 3D printers uh, under like twenty-five or under thirty thousand dollars. So, so what are they targeting targeting with that that three thousand dollar? What did you say three thousand dollar 3D printer? Uh, five thousand. Five thousand. So, uh, so, so I mean, it's probably gonna. I mean, so it's probably gonna be like four ninety-nine or forty-nine. You know, just yeah, under five. They, just they, under five. Whatever they name cars and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. Nine ninety-five. Ninety-five. Yeah, so uh, it's but is that geared towards the uh, hobbyist or is that more prosumer? Geared towards I mean, it, prosumer. it's it's definitely okay. prosumer. So, um, they they just it's it's interesting because this year in in 2014 there are a lot of patents running out. So and th- these are patents. So with this powder based 3D printer, this is one where it's it uses something called selective laser sintering. So this is where you know rolls over an entire layer of powder, a laser goes over it, melts the first layer, another layer of powder is put down, laser goes over it again, another layer of powder, and so on and so forth. And um, so far, that's all been very professional grade. Like you need to, it, it doesn't make sense for you to bring a printer like that in house. You'll you'll go to a 3D printing service and have them have them do that and produce that. And, uh, but those are much high, higher quality prints than, say, using just an extrusion-based 3D printer. Though, yeah, right? well, and, and you can do you can do different things because here um, it builds it up out of solid powder, so you don't need to have a support structure. You just need to basically brush off all the excess the powder un- when you're done. The unlasered powder is the support. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And well, the other the other thing about this printer is so, so anyway, back to the point about uh, about selective laser sintering that. Pat, that patent is is going to expire, and what happened a few years ago, and why three D printing is getting so big right now with con, with the uh, you know with consumers, is that patent on using FDM, which is fused deposition modeling. So building up a layer of plastic on a layer of plastic on a layer of plastic, you know, having it squirting out of a nozzle. Print, out, pretty out much of a everything nozzle. that our current three D printing is based. Yeah, on. yeah. So like a MakerBot, for example, that's it uses that uses that FDM process. A patent ran out on that a few years ago, and that's why you had this many, you know, so many hobbyists coming up with this stuff and selling it and that's why MakerBot was able to build a business out of it is because they didn't have a risk of being sued anymore because it was, it had been 30 years since the patent was filed. So when you say a patent running out, so all patents have a lifespan where eventually they will expire? Yep, and then okay. it's and then it's basically public So it's domain. like making the generic of a, of a over-the-counter drug, you know Precisely, I mean? so, yeah, exactly. Okay, they, they've got so long to, to profit from their idea, but eventually it needs to become something that everybody else can yep. profit from. Yep, and, and uh, SLS, 
Um, so selective laser sintering, that was going to be running out in the next either year or two years. So what 3D Systems is trying to do is get ahead of that by releasing an affordable 3D printer. So it's they're effectively trying to shut out the hobbyists before the hobbyists have a chance to get a, a foothold. In, so so the, in the people that have that, that particular patent, um, is that... Uh... I don't know if that was 3D Systems or if that was Stratasys. I, I forget which company actually held that. It might have been someone entirely different. Okay. Well, I'm just wondering if they're actually. It was profiting probably. From it was probably idea. 3D Systems. I, are they? I, I'm wondering if they're actually profiting from that idea or if they're just profiting from other people using their idea. Um, like a licensing type. Thing. Right. Or if they're actually oh, actively, know. you know, using. We'll have to look that I up. I don't know. Um, the other, the other really cool thing about this, uh, this powder-based printer. So not only is it. It's this new process, or you know, this process that's that's now available for that price, but it prints in full color. Like, really? So, oh, because it can it can yeah. change the powder that it's extruding. Yep, and it, it well, basically so it puts down the layer of powder, and then it has what is effectively a uh, an inkjet printer go over the top of it, ah. and it sprays the material with uh, um, I don't know if it sprays binder at it, but I mean it, it's it's ink, you know, so it sure. it colors it. So, um, for example, one of the examples that uh, that they used at the show was you've probably seen. Um, these custom Star Trek figurines, where you can take your, you know, you can take a, a 3D scan of your face, right. put it in there, and then it'll print it off and you know send it to your door, full color, little, you know, little every, action every figure. Every fanboy's dream. And this printer can do that. So like, like you can actually just, you you can put out custom, you know, custom figurines that that you've just scanned in, just designed, and you can actually make them at home. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. exactly. And I'm in. Um, another thing that they announced uh, was a 3D scanner that attaches to your uh, attaches to an iPad, and 3D Systems already had a handheld 3D scanner where you know you walk around the you know your subject and scan them, but that had a cord attached to it. Right. And that was I think 3.99 the handheld one. The one that goes on an iPad now is 4.99, and that's you know it just plugs right into the lightning uh, the lightning port on the iPad. So, but that's I really mean, leveraging. The hardware that's already in all these iPads that everybody has. Nope, this is a separate uh, separate sensor. So, so it does it doesn't even use anything in the inside of the iPad. Well, I'm, I'm sure the processing. Well, I'm sure it uses the CPU for, oh, for sure, processing sure. and that kind of thing. Um, but the the interesting thing is this this scanner looks exactly like the structure sensor. That's the one that uh, uh, they had a Kickstarter project a few months ago. I actually backed that that scanner, and that was for three forty nine. Okay. I mean, it looks it looks like a a, that's that, a, a carbon copy, but just with a different color. So that's that that pro grade one that you would think that would be on a like an engineer's desk. I mean that that one actually looked like a consumer product, right? Yeah, like that one had yeah. a, that one had a nice finish to it. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of the things you see on Kickstarter don't necessarily have that nice finished look, you know. But uh, that one that one really did. Right. Yeah. So it's I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. Three D. I think you're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of three D scanning plus 3D printing services crop up. So that's, I mean, just, just that on its own is, is pretty interesting. Um, so that's all the 3D system stuff. But what oh, no, no, no. There's more 3D oh, system there's stuff. There's way more 3D system stuff. So they really kind of took the took the, the baton and ran with it. I mean, there was yeah. quite a bit of coverage and, just and we for can, their stuff. And we can talk about the MakerBot stuff in a little bit, but I want to get through the 3D system stuff first because it's just, it's that, it's that huge. Uh, one of the other things that they announced for 3D scanning, and this is more of a... Novelty? Yeah, it's so you're familiar with those those uh, those picture booths that you'll find in a mall, right? You know, you sure. go in there, you spend X number of dollars, and you get, it, you four, know, you pictures. get four pictures. Yeah. 3D Systems has a 3D scanning version of that, so you'll go sit in there on the chair. It has, I think, an array of six cameras. It'll take a picture of your face, and then on the back side, it um, it has a touch screen, and this is where you go in and you customize what 
your what you're going to put your face on you know so in the in the in the demonstration they had it was a you know it was the star trek figurine so right. you, so you can be selecting okay what what kind of hair do you want to have and you know you can be adjusting all that stuff just on the on the on the back and i mean this is it's a very apple spaceship looking thing and it's designed to be going into you know to be going into a mall or into uh like an event but know? but just to, to clarify this doesn't like this doesn't do a 3d scan of your head correct it just takes a 3d picture and then it maps it to an existing model. Mm. So I mean, is your facial fix? It's, it's going to be. Is it going to be shaped like your it's, face? It's going. It's going to be shaped like your face. Um, so it's not getting a complete scan of your head. Right. So what what it's scanning is it. It's scanning you know the the front of your face, but it's getting it so it can get it can capture it from you know from six different angles, and then it composites that together. So it has a. Yeah, it's not going to be within a millimeter accuracy right. of your face, but it's going to have a really good approximation. And you know it's going to capture all the you know the majority of your facial well, features. Well, and at one tenth scale, you're not going to notice the difference. Well, that's true. And so one of the things that 3D Systems was saying is that now, you know, to someone who owns a booth like this, and if they decide to turn it into a business where they go and do events, and it's you know now this thing, they can either have the option of um, of having this scan sent off to a place like uh, like Shapeways, which is a big 3D printing service, and they you know they have all these big expensive 3D printers. And you know, and get your full color the, figurine. They're printed. mostly powder based too, right? I mean, uh, the majority, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, they do all kinds, but uh, powder based is probably the most popular because up till now, you know, up until this five thousand dollar printer, it didn't make sense for someone to to own one. Well, and that's the most efficient. I mean, cost effective three D printing method right now. It, you know, aside from the old style of injection molding, I mean. Is the, well, at the, the powder base? Well, stuff. at the at the moment, and it's it's interesting to see how this new uh, this new printer from 3D Systems is going to change things. Change things because now, if you want to have a business where this is what you do, is you go around to events, you know, from big event to big event to big event, and you have this booth set up, and then you also own your own 3D printer. Uh, you know, this powder base, the full color powder base 3D printer, you can actually be printing them off yourself. So instead of Shapeways getting that cut. Now it's all it's all staying within your business. Right. And then you know, you, of course, you ship it off to the to the person once they uh, you know once it's complete so that's that's uh there's still a couple more things from 3d systems so these photo booths though they don't yeah. they don't print something while you're waiting no i mean this is no 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 gets it's, shipped off. yeah like this is something where you you enter your you know you, you swipe your uh swipe your credit card or enter your payment information your shipping information and then you know you'll i'm, I'm sure you get an email confirmation once the order is placed but yeah it's it's not something that happens live in front of you okay I'm sure they were doing some live live demonstrations. Oh yeah, I mean, else, I mean, they were doing they were doing live demonstrations, but I mean, it's it's still, uh, you know, this powder based stuff. I think it's, what is the speed? I think they said that it, it prints at about uh, an inch an hour. Okay. You know, as far as height. So the, right. the other thing with powder based three D printing is you can you can pack stuff, you can pack multiple things, you can layer different models on top of each other. So when you're doing a print run, you're not going to want to be doing one thing at a time. This is you know like you would with just you know with your standard desktop printing right now right. that uses the FDM. Uh, method. This is something where you're going to want to be doing maybe 10, 20 objects in there at a time so that it's a more efficient use of your of Right, your, yeah, you're not filling resources. a 2D plate anymore. You're filling a 3D space. Yeah. You know, so, yep. and, and and I remember watching something from 3D Systems about the powder, and they do reuse most of this powder, but oh, yeah. it's a difficult process because they have to re... They have to make sure that it's, you know, pure and stuff by the well, time Well, yeah, because there's, there's, a, there's a cleanup process, and in a lot of the... Uh, in a lot of videos that you'll see of, of Shapeways doing stuff, they're almost in a clean room situation where right. they're you know when they're cleaning off these models and taking them out off the print bed because this is really fine powder, you know I mean it's something that you certainly don't want to uh, you don't want to inhale, um, 
So I mean, I mean, there's going to be more precautions now with do, with using that type of uh, using well, that and, and we'll, what I'm thinking is we'll see, you know, either some really DIY hobbyists that want to reuse that powder, they'll make their own process for cleaning mm -hmm. that powder, or maybe 3D Systems will come up with a service where you mail in your old powder, powder, they process it and give you, you know, a, a refund on you. Well, know, and and what I think is going to happen, and they might have announced this. I don't know if they did or if they didn't. But what I'm imagining they're going to have is they're going to have some sort of accessory where you take that entire, you know, the completed block of, of prints out. You put it into some sort of cleaning chamber and it maybe uses air, you know, it seals itself and then it blows all the powder off and then it, you know, collects it all. So it is in a clean environment. So you don't need to have a separate room dedicated just to, to doing this. I, I mean, I could see that being another $2,000 though. I mean, Probably. the post-processing costs. Are well, and it's, high. and it's one of those things that if they don't have it, they really should because right. it's, people are going to want something like that because right. I mean just well yeah I mean people don't want to don't want to have the hassle of I mean when you're when you're now doing a printer that's five thousand dollars people are expecting to not have to be having all the other infrastructure necessary to support you know what used to be a fifty thousand dollars no printer. and if, if I want to if I want to pay but I mean as a prosumer if I'm going to pay five thousand dollars I expect this to be turnkey you know I want to be able yeah. to put something in there and get something out and I, I don't want to do a ton of post-processing I want this to be ready you right know, so um, so more things that 3D Systems came out with. Uh, they have another 3D printer uh, that prints ceramics, and this is a sub ten thousand dollar printer. So it's probably going to be you know nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. <laughs> right, so I mean, right. but this is I mean I mean how do you do? You, is it ceramic particles? I mean I mean how I don't do you know print if it's it? I don't know if it's particles or if it's or if it's like a like a paste almost that it prints out. All I know is that it has a build area of I want to say by ten inches ten inches cubed. I can't remember off the top of my head, but so I mean, these still need to be glazed and fired before they're they're ready to use. But sure. I mean, the fact of the matter is, now if you want to have a coffee mug in the shape of a rocket ship that has fins, I mean, you're going to be able to do custom ceramics. Like this is going to this is going to change how artisans do their stuff. I mean, well, I mean, this and, is and ceramic is a has a lot of different properties. So yeah, you can make custom plates. Yep. Anything that you can make out of ceramic that needs to be a little bit tougher um, than ABS or, or PLA. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing is that this is something that will definitely be able to be food safe, you know, because once it's right. you know once it's glazed and, and fired, I mean, you're I mean you're good to go. Right. And I mean, I have no idea how long it takes to print this stuff or what the you know, and same thing with the powder printer. I don't know what cost of materials are either. So it's going to be one of those things where you're you're going to be printing one offs. But I mean, that's what three D printing is designed for, anyways, is for doing prototypes and, and doing one offs. So right. Um. So they have their ceramic printer, and then they have uh they have Two 3D printers that print sugar. Right. They print sugar and chocolate. And this is they. Uh, so they is this like hard candy sugar? Yeah. I don't know. I want to. I think think more like sugar cube, but more uh, more solid. Okay. Um. So they have two versions of this. It's the uh, what's it? It's like the Chef something and the Chef Pro. It's like maybe 3D Chef or I anyway. Um. Maybe it's Easy Chef. Whatever it is, it it it, it, it takes your it <laughs> takes Chef your. Jeff. Chef Jet Jet Chef, chef Jet Jet Chef that. Jet Pro okay. yeah, Chef, chef jet. jet Okay so the Chef yep, Jet yep. and the Chef Jet Pro So the the Chef Jet this is a monochrome sugar printer so it you know either black or white um, <laughs> so is this so it's black or white sugar or is it two colors Um it's it's two colors. So so, can, so, so basically, pick two colors. yeah. So basically, you lay down the sugar, and and the other thing is, is they have multiple flavors of sugar. So you can have, I don't know, they they have a bunch of different fl fruit multiple flavors. Flavors of sugar. Yeah, they have. Well, you know, so it has like an artificial flavoring to it. So it has oh, okay. uh, has fruit flavors. Also has uh, they have a chocolate one. They have a mint one. 
Um, and I mean, I, I can see you're, you're so, looking at so the I designs, can, and I'm assuming some of these are, are pretty. I mean, they're pretty darn intricate. And and well, I mean, so sugar, I mean, it's, you, you know, now if you decide to print supports in your model, you just have a snack. I mean, yeah. it's it's gonna be sure. Well, I mean, a lot of this is going to be for high end. Um, you know, th I mean, think think weddings. I mean, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. weddings, we weddings type type stuff. And I mean, really high end events. Like some of the things that they have are geometric sugar cubes where it's it's like uh, i mean if i can eat pie i i, I feel like that's a win so, I mean, <laughs> so if i can print something out that is you know the representation of pie yeah you know and like so particular diagrams math all, this, all that right stuff. right but, you know i mean this is really cool and i'm looking on the website and chef jet has like their examples are just 3d printed sugar cubes yeah so well, you could have custom made sugar cubes for your business sitting in your entryway yeah I mean, I mean think about like think if you're a coffee shop uh, especially like a like a high-end one being able to have sugar cubes that are in the shape of your logo right uh, you know just doing stuff like that and so I mean they, they have or an advertisement I mean if, if you if you right if you put a sugar cube in your in your your, your coffee that's you know like the the Chevy logo I yeah. mean you're gonna think about it it's it's advertisement it's getting you to think in right. a different way right and I mean this is um, I think that this printer, the the ChefJet standard, is 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 it under five thousand? I think you're looking at the the article right now. I don't, right I don't page. know. If, I don't know if they have prices or not. Um, doesn't really it doesn't really have it. I guess so. Prices, so. Anyway, they they have the ChefJet standard, and and the way that it handles the colors, it's you know it's the same way that the powder based printer works too, where it's basically instead of it inkjet ink, it's just you know it's inkjet food dye. Sure. Um, so they do that. So that they have the monochrome one, which is either white or black. Uh, and and the structures that these make, they I mean they're strong enough to you know, one of the examples they use is like for the support structures for wedding cake. Okay. So I think they had like you know tens of pounds of wedding cake on top of one of these you know sort of a lattice type structure, and I mean it worked. I mean it, it supported it. So that's the that's the standard one. They also have the Chef Jet Pro, which has a larger build area, which I want to say is like ten by twelve by sixteen. So I mean you can start doing some pretty hefty things out of sugar, and this is full color. So and this is printing food safe ink onto the sugar. Yeah, I mean this is all this is all completely edible. So um, now it, it looks like it's about uh, three grand uh, euros for for one of these printers. So that's for the base one. So that's I want to say that's around five thousand U.S. dollars. Okay. You know, five thousand U.S. dollar. Yeah, I, I think that that's what it is in in U.S. dollars when they were talking about it. Um, but okay, so so now think back about the whole three D scanning thing. And now instead of scanning yourself in and making uh you know making a, an action figure of a Star Trek thing, you're now scanning yourself in, you know, bride and groom wedding cake topper, which right. is edible. I mean, maybe right. you don't want it, maybe you want to do that, maybe you don't, but I mean, then th th think about the whole wedding party, where instead of having your, you know, just a, a standard, uh, uh, you know, just like... Colored almonds yeah, a colored little thing. Well, right, well, yeah, I mean, and now you have, I mean, now you can have each wedding party person on the on the cake, too, if you want to do something like that. I mean, there's, I mean, I'm not a very creative person when it comes to weddings, uh, but th I know that there are, there are a lot of people out there who who are, and the the great thing is that they have a they have a special version of of uh, of a CAD software for doing this, so you don't need to know CAD to do it. Like sure. they have a, they have a bunch of already pre designed things for the Chef Jet, so you don't okay. have to you don't have to worry about completely learning something new to to, and, to start making cool stuff. And they've got another printer here uh, called the Chalk Creator. Did you did you read about this? Mm -mm. Uh, it, it's actually kind of cool. Um, what it does creator. is it it extrudes. Melted chocolate. How did I not see that? That is I, that I is cool. Instead of extruding the normal filament, it's you know extruding chocolate in designs on a piece of what I assume is um, like wax paper wax or something paper. like so that. So you can peel yeah. it off afterwards. But then, I mean, I don't know the viscosity of, of the chocolate coming out. Sure. But I would assume that it would be hot. 
so that you know it would cool into a solid object that you could. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I mean, imagine imagine doing that for you know even like for cake decorations. Look, like if you want something on the top on of there, the cake yeah. would be great. Well, imagine yeah. if you can put the cake right under there and then have yeah. it be doing it right but on top of the cake. This looks like it's just a single color, um, and it's well. I mean, how many different colors of chocolate do you really? Need? Uh, there are. I mean, how, <laughs> well, yeah, but then but then, woman, but then your consistencies of chocolate are all that you know they're that much different too. So, right. Um, and this price is uh, looks at about three thousand euro, um, for uh for the chocolate. 3D extruder. Okay. 2D and 3D. Oh extruder. yeah, it's still about the. So, yeah, it says uh, can make elaborate 2D or 3D designs for melted chocolate. Uh, uh, this Barcelona company, Natural Machines, has built the Fudini systems to make 3D pasta and pizza. It's the same company. Oh, that sounds different from 3D systems. Oh no, this isn't a 3D systems product. Oh, oh okay. No, the Chef Jet is a 3D systems project. Yes. This, oh, this, oh, this they're, particular article. Oh, they're has just more they're just talking they're just talking about food food 3D printers and yeah. Okay. Oh, yep. that makes that makes much 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 more sense. <laughs> um, and this was created in the the Sugar Lab, as they call it. Sugar Lab. I think that that that's a 3D systems thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that's that's what uh, 3D systems bought them. So that I mean that's how right. they that's how they have all the Chef Jet stuff now. Okay. Um, so I think. You know, and that's an interesting topic is, is who's bought who. You know, oh, the, the, yeah. the 3D printing market is really, it's gotten bigger and smaller at the same time. Um, and, and it seems like these companies are owned by another company, which happens a lot in biz, big business. But MakerBot Industries is still running as their entity, but they are owned by Stratasys. Is that correct? Yeah, and th that raises uh, that raises a whole other thing, too. So ma like, we might as well get into MakerBot right now. So okay. MakerBot announced three printers at CES. Okay. Um, are these higher level or, or like mid level printers? Are these it's like... a it's a mix. Okay. So they're they're kind of hitting uh, the way that they describe it. They're going after the consumer, the prosumer, and the professional. But with they release three different printers. So they have uh, what... professional grade is something they haven't really done yet because right. they really cater to the DIY person. Right. And there's a whole another batch of arguments about that and what they've done to the DIY community, but. MakerBot, it, they're they're really not aimed at at that same community anymore. They're aimed more at you know small businesses, institutions, that kind of thing. So what they have is they have the uh, I want to say it's called the MakerBot Mini, or, or the or the Replicator Mini. Yep, and the Replicator the, Mini and the Replicator Three. So the Replicator Mini is a smaller printer. It has the uh, about the same build area as the original MakerBot Cupcake. Um, I want to say it's like six six inches by six inches by something. Yep. Um, and this, it has, a, I think it has an auto bed leveling process, which is nice. I mean, it makes it easier to use. Uh, I believe it has a camera built into it, Wi-Fi, so you can actually be monitoring how the print is going. And, and then, this is the mini. That you're yeah, about? this is this is the mini. Well, there's quite a bit of features for a mini. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. Um, the the one thing that it uh, it doesn't have though, it doesn't have the same resolution as the uh, as the previous replicators. So this one, it, the highest resolution it has is 200, uh, 200 micron. So 0.2 millimeters. Sure. Which for and a lot of people. That's a Z or an XY resolution. Uh, that's a Z resolution. Okay. So it's going to print faster. It's going to print more reliably. But you know, print quality is not going to be as good as it uh, as it is on the you know on the, the the other replicator printers. And this one. Um, this is more geared for somebody that wants to make stuff before they send it off to be mass produced. I mean, this is like a quick. This is yeah, this is a very very quick. Prototyping, thing. yeah. Right. And um, I think the price on this is thirteen seventy five or high thirteen hundreds, something like that. Yeah, I don't um, have the prices in front of me. But. Oh yeah, that's that's fine. I think I think I remember at least close enough. Uh, okay, so that's the that's the replicator mini. Oh, the mini is uh, thirteen hundred dollars. Okay, so thirteen hundred, and then they have the uh, the MakerBot replicator. So this is their naming structure is a little confusing because they went, uh, you know, MakerBot 
the original replicator, the replicator 2, the replicator 2X, and now they're just MakerBot replicator. And this is the one that's aimed at prosumers. Sure. So this is, I want to say it's a $2,800 printer. Yeah, um, it looks like $2,900. Yeah. Yep, yeah, so 2900 It goes down to, so print resolution is uh, about 100 microns, so 0.1 millimeters. It has a, it has like a 10 or 15% larger build area than the, uh, than the replicator 2. Um, an interesting so thing though it says it's got Wi-Fi, USB. Yep. Um, it's got a, a camera um, and an uh, instant build plate leveling system. Yeah, and so, that's new to MakerBot. I mean, they yeah. haven't added that before. Well, right. I mean, that takes away one of the pain points with with 3D printing is is having that you know having the bed level so that first layer comes out really well because the first layer can make or break a 3D print right. as far as you know as far as overall you know, quality. And um, an interesting thing with the I don't know. So with the Replicator 2X, they went with a dual extruder system, and this printer only has one extruder, which to me seems like a step backward. Well, they really, they really kind of cornered the market with the dual extruder because they could do the dissolve, dissolve. The, yeah, the dissolvable supports, and that's why it's that's why it's really surprising that they don't have that built into. Do none uh, of these have dual extruders? No, no. Really? All of these, all of the the MakerBot, the new MakerBot uh, printers are single extruder only. Um, so it's a little confusing that they did that. Uh, I, I don't really understand why they did it. Um, maybe just for to, to simplify it even further. Um, and one of the other things on all these uh, all these printers, they have a new uh, they have a new extruder that will actually sense when you're out of filament and when if when once you run out of filament, it'll actually pause the print, which is nice. Um, the extruder is also it's uh, magnetic, so it, it easily can be removed. So if if one breaks down, you need to put another one in there. It's a very quick. Quick process. So you can have a hot swapped extruder that you just throw in, and then you could fix the old one. Exactly. Um, and one thing I've seen, and I, I haven't had this confirmed yet, but um, I've been noticing in the pictures that it seems like they're using a new spool design, which is uh, which is thinner. And I mean, uh, how can you improve on the spool? And, and has <laughs> a, has a wider diameter. Well, it's not so much improve on the spool, but it's forcing. It, you know, I I think that they're going to be forcing people to be using MakerBot filament only. What? Oh, Which, that's, I mean, there are companies that have done that. I mean, the cube. Well, yeah. I mean, you had to get. Well, right. Yeah. Well, and, and that's and that's something we didn't we we hadn't talked about. So, uh, uh, 3D Systems they they announced two more consumer grade printers. They they look really nice. They seem like they're they're going to do a nice job. But that's the thing is they use proprietary filament. You can only use their filament. And and I've heard of a couple people hacking those those cubes to use uh, their own filament. But that's a lengthy process. And then all of a sudden you lose your you might lose your warranty. Well, and yeah. Then, well, that was the other rumor that I heard is that if you use non MakerBot Industries filament with the with the MakerBot. Uh, you will void your void your warranty, which I get it from MakerBot's point of view, but they are really kind of spitting in the face of the of the community that that helped them become what they are. Um, well, and then and and years ago they went uh, they 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 switched from open source to no longer being open source. Well, to closed source. I mean, th at that they had valid reasons for, in my opinion. And uh, I understand because the because yeah. there I mean there was pirating and that kind of stuff, but it's. Once you realize that MakerBot just isn't what uh, isn't what it used to be, it's not aimed at the it's not aimed at hackers anymore. No, and it was put on a pedestal of by hackers and by the DIY market. Right, and that's and that's the, why there's that frustration with it is because because it was put on a pedestal. I mean, I mean, it, it was that hacking community that that really raised MakerBot to the public eye. That you know that made the public aware that hey, this stuff is this stuff is happening and this stuff is cool. So. I mean, we could do a whole other discussion on on MakerBot's practices, but we, there there is still there is still one more printer that they have. And yeah, this the Z eighteen. This is ridiculous. Um, 
this is where you see the Stratasys design. I mean, this is more this is more or less a Stratasys printer with um, you know with some some MakerBot stylings well, on it. I'd be curious to see what what uh, what amount of control each. I mean, the owning partner and then MakerBot Industries itself. Right. You know, yeah, what level designs. of what level of independence they have from from Stratasys, or if they're yeah, I mean, it, to me, it seems that they're fairly independent, and there's just been a huge cash inflow to to MakerBot, which, I mean, based on the design, and I mean, everything looks really nice, but at the same time, you're definitely paying a premium price for these printers. That the 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 replicator Z18, which granted, this is you know, it's a fully enclosed printer, has a heated chamber, so this one will actually print in ABS plastic, and it has a huge huge uh, build uh, build envelope. Uh, you know, and 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 I've I've I mean. Working with the, the the Taz and and some other lower cost printers, we've noticed that you know the the bigger you get, if your build platform isn't perfectly leveled, the yep. harder it gets to print something. Yep. So as you get bigger and bigger and bigger in these build envelopes, is it going to be is it going to be a lot harder to get quality prints? Supposedly no, because I mean that's that's where having a, having a bed leveling system comes in. I mean, where it, it's it's not a it's not a nice option to have anymore. It's now a necessity, and having yeah. that heated build chamber so that it will help to eliminate any warping or cracking. Right. Um, but the price the price on this thing it's over six thousand dollars for this printer. Really? Yeah. It's I mean it's it's ridiculous and it's aimed at professionals. Which when you think about it, you th I mean you'll think that six thousand dollars for a three D printer is is expensive. But when you compare it to what the alternative was in that size and for you know for a professional grade three D printer, your lowest cost printer was about twenty thousand dollars. Well, and to make things that are that big, previously you'd have to chop them up and then put them into you know sections. Right. Which and and there are good and bad parts. Well, and there are hobbyist printers that uh, I mean I've seen people make printers that can make prints that big you know do very large prints but the amount of hacking that they had to do the amount of tweaking that they they end up taking right. their time doing to get it to run yep. well it's like what was that you, you mentioned it before it was uh, it was an analogy you made about uh, about Linux oh yeah right. I mean and, and, and I've heard this for years I've been a Linux user for years but People say that Linux is free, and it, it is free if, if your time is worthless. I mean, right. if you feel like you can sit there and tinker with Linux and get it to work the way you want it, it's highly customizable, and it's free. But, yeah, you, you spend a lot of time investing it, and this is the same with the 3D printers that are DIY, and, and you're trying to get these you know these open-source tools to work. If your time's worthless, yeah, it's cheap. But, I mean, if, if you're like us and, and, and our time is getting increasingly thin, yeah. Um, yeah. It, you know, I mean, the, the maker wants to do more and have more end results, and and I, I do enjoy getting down and dirty and hacking that stuff to work. Um, but you, you produce less end results uh, if if you have to tinker with this stuff. Well, right. It's just like the the first three D printer I had. It was a PrinterBot Junior. It was a four hundred dollar kit. I mean, it was a it was a nice little printer, nice kit. But the amount of time that I ended up dumping into it to get it to to get it to work to get good prints off of it and then the amount of tinkering to keep you know keep good prints coming off of it I mean I must have had you know 30 to 40 hours just in tinkering time put into it when I I mean at the time I had that you know I had that available to me I wasn't you know I wasn't under a major time crunch but I can't imagine now spending that you know that same amount of time tinkering and doing that kind of stuff yeah we're gonna we're taking our <laughs> taking our podcasting picture now god damn too far away. I, you'd you'd make the worst girl ever. Yeah, I would. I would tell, um, tell my girlfriend that. That I will. That that you make a horrible girl. 
Um, I'm, I'm, lo I'm looking at uh, TechCrunch, and, and on the right side, there's related videos. And I understand why it's related, but I'm actually kind of insulted. Well, I can't say insulted, but um, <laughs> it, the video is is, is Martha Stewart uh, interviewing Brie Pettis at MakerBot. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. I just, oh. don't, I just don't understand how those worlds cross. Well, Brie Pettis is a really good marketer. I, I will give him. I will give him that. Yeah, and, and he's built that company on a name. And, I mean, in the in the beginning time, it was the name, you know. And he, yeah. And with help from Make and, and all that stuff, I mean, he he didn't do this alone, um, but he is the face and and the gray hair that is MakerBot. So, yeah. But it, it's interesting just to see. I'll have to look at that later. Um, Martha Stewart and. Jordan Crook with Brie Pettis at MakerBot. It's just... I don't know. It makes my brain hurt a little bit. Well, I even got a notification of your tweet. Yeah. That's do, right. Do you have, like, all of your, like, social networks hooked up so everything just kind of happens well, all you at know, once? I just went on Instagram and sent it to Facebook and, uh, and, the, and the Twitter at the same time. Well, good. So, okay. Um, so, so that kind of wraps up what we want to talk about uh, MakerBot, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're, done, we're done with that? We, I mean, we can go further into that later. Oh, well, um, okay. One other thing. Is there... Uh, well, 3D Systems is also doing this. They they announced a new version of their software called Cubify. MakerBot has their new. Right. Uh, they're 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 really trying to get everything integrated into one system, where you don't need to be trying to tie four different systems together, like going to going to Thingiverse, downloading it, running it through a slicing program, and then sending it to the printer. This is uh, they're trying to have everything integrated into one app, where you can actually go to a store, browse different premium designs. Pay money for the premium design, download it, send it to your printer from your tablet or your smartphone in the app, and so that's another well, thing. Well, and that goes back to the Cubify wanting to be, you know, this one like, and they they use this term a lot in the videos as the Cubify universe. Is that what they called it? Or the the environment? Uh, what do they call it? Community? I don't know. Yeah, it, it's something the, something like something that. like that. But they they want you to be in this area where you don't leave. It, it's becoming proprietary that if you use their online software to design things. And you use their online software to purchase things. You're going to have to use their printers to print the things. Well, it's just like iTunes, you know. What well, it first, is, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's it's they're they're trying to go after that whole Apple thing where you own the ecosystem. I mean, MakerBot's going after ecosystem. Those, that, That's that what they kept using. Too. Oh yeah. Well yeah. I mean, it's based. Uh, I don't know. And pr I don't think it's going to be very long before you have 3D prints that have DRM on them and all that stuff, which we know works so well with music. <laughs> having yeah, DRM on and, it. And and and. Hopefully that will go the way of the buffalo, but I mean, the the market was driven from an open source community. Like that's how it started. Like yeah. few things have started so open and so like community driven. Um, so this is kind of a one of a kind scenario that it was first, you know, in everybody's private hands before it went to like the 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 like the consumer market. You know, so yeah, Thingiverse and and those types of freely downloadable things is how it started and people are going to resist going to a paid model to, to wanting to pay for things and, yeah. and you know so there's three companies that are making big strides Autodesk he's got a big online community yeah. that includes a bunch of what they coined as 1-2-3-D apps um, they've they been making a lot of those have been purchases so I mean it's, yeah, it's been, it's been, and, a, it's been a lot of uh, you know, acquisitions going on, but I mean, still, they're they're tying. I think they're tying everything together quite nicely, and the price that they charge for a lot of it free is hard to argue with. Yeah, and it, and they're not restricting it to just three D printing either. They're also including like circuits and uh, the electronics market, which those DIY people kind of have a Venn diagram and cross paths with three D printing people. A and lot. La and laser cutting you know, stuff so, too, with right. with you know with one two three D make. Right. So it, so there's there's that company, and then there's also you know the Cubify ecosystem that they're trying to make 
um, and they're trying to get this community going and get people using all of their products. Right. Um, and, and then, then there's obviously the MakerBot community, and they've got their MakerWare, and they've got all of their, you know, proprietary software that works with their printer, um, which is great. I mean, and uh, where was I going with this? Ecosystems. I oh think. well, and and then Windows is obviously supporting the movement too because they've got in Windows 8.1 they've got support for 3D printers. Right? Yep, yep, native native support for 3D printers, and MakerBot. Is, MakerBot is, is, is one of the them. few that's actually in that list. Yeah, and and I don't know if it's just a. A driver installed to get in that list, or if you actually have to go through Microsoft, or if there's a licensing thing, I don't know. Right. Um, I think I think some of it is is just the firmware, since there's so many different 3D printers out there, making sure that they're all using something similar. You know. Right. So it's I'm, I'm sure it won't be too long before people are making drivers for that kind of stuff. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think that that kind of covers the 3D printing stuff. Uh, let's see. What else were we going to talk about? Well, I mean, we're at about 40 minutes now. You want to just stop the, the 3D printing section? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, we're done with... Uh, okay, so this is the end of the 3D printing section. Um, we're going to roll into some other stuff, too, but here you don't have to listen to the rest of it if you don't want to. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Um, 